0: hello once again and welcome to refresher the pop culture therapy podcast i am still chris levine and i will be your guide on this journey again and I am extremely happy you decided to come along. But what kind of journey is it this time? I tell you what, let's answer that lyrically. Let's go back in time a little bit. We are going to take a sentimental journey. We're going to set our heart at ease to renew old memories. Got our bag, got our reservation, spent each dime we could afford like a child in wild anticipation. Long to hear that all aboard. Seven, that's the time we leave at seven. We'll be waiting up at heaven, counting every mile of railroad track that takes us back. Never thought my heart could be so yearning. Why did I decide to roam? Going to take that sentimental journey, sentimental journey home. Yes, today we are going to be talking about the psychology of sentimentality. Nostalgia. Are these things good? Are they bad? Can it be unbalanced in either direction? What are you like? Let's see. Well, according to the site of the Association of Psychological Science, we get an interesting history lesson when it comes to nostalgia or being sentimental. If you were nostalgic or a sentimental person in the 17th and 18th centuries, you would have been viewed as somebody who had a medical disease literally, complete with symptoms, including weeping, irregular heartbeat, and maybe even anorexia. Well, let's say it's the 20th century. Well, fortunately for you, if you were a nostalgic person, it was downgraded from a medical disease to becoming regarded just simply as a psychiatric disorder with symptoms such as potential insomnia, anxiety, and depression. Well, if you're a nostalgic person now or a sentimental person now, listen to this, it's different. Psychologists have begun focusing on the positive and potentially therapeutic aspects of you being sentimental and nostalgic. In fact, research suggests that nostalgia can promote psychological health, including nostalgia in a group of study volunteers, actually resulted in overall positive feelings in everyone in the group, including higher self-esteem and an increase in the feeling of being loved and protected by others. Recent work has also shown that nostalgia counteracts effects of loneliness because what it does is it increases perceptions of social support. In addition, that same study found that loneliness can trigger sentimentality, and loneliness can trigger nostalgia. Another important function of nostalgia may be in providing a link between our past and our present self. That is, the nostalgia may provide us with a positive view of the past, and this could help us to have a greater sense of continuity and meaning when it comes to our lives. So, let me ask you this. Can levels of sentimentality change? Can they change throughout the years? Personally, I can say yes. I was scarily sentimental when I was younger. And and while I still am to a reasonable degree, I, I can actually throw things away now. And it's honestly not the end of the world when I do. I, for example, have a cassette tape of music and banter that I made with a friend when I was in my 20s. Sadly, she died. And I still have the tape. it's really nice to have there's a lot of laughter and happiness there but if say i lost that tape or it broke or i no longer had it here's the question would i honestly need it honestly no see i have the memory again it's nice to hear a voice if for whatever reason i wanted to for that option but but the memory is not dependent on the tape existing so I'm not being cold towards it. I'm just being realistic. Another thing, I know people who told me that years ago they lost all of their family photo albums, all of their family pictures, in Hurricane Katrina. This is before everybody took pictures on their phones. Everything was developed and put on paper and they got taken away. And That's sad. It's very sad. It's completely sad. But let's take real inventory. These same people still actually had their families in the flesh and their memories. So, my point is this. We, we live in a culture where people now often are more concerned with taking the picture of an experience than actually having the experience. And on some level, I totally get that. We all want time to stand still. We want things to just freeze when it's good. Or when it's meaningful or when it's special or interesting, but we might be less sentimental if we instead were to let go and actually enjoy that moment as if it was happening. The other thing with being sentimental is that sometimes it can get pretty sappy. I I mean, I'm all heart. I promise you that I don't have any problem with somebody who's nostalgic. I am very much so. But what happens with some of us is that we get overly romantic to a fault. We tend to only remember the good that we mentally associated with the nostalgic thing or whatever it is that's making us feel sentimental. I remember an episode of the TV show Portlandia where Fred Armisen and a girlfriend were in Europe on vacation, and they were fighting, but would occasionally stop fighting to take a happy selfie. (laughs) And he would eventually say in the sketch, everyone on the internet, they're not having as great a time as they think you are. It it was simple, and it was perfect, and it's true. But you know, sentimentality and nostalgia with this, to be fair, it can be very beautiful too. Extremely beautiful. I love old television, movies, records. I'd be so sad if all I had was current entertainment only. I'd make the best of it, but it wouldn't be the same. Unfortunately, too, um, I lost my dad last year. And of course, I'm extremely happy that I have pictures and other things concerning him. I also have things from when my son was little, things from when my wife and I were just married. All of this stuff is precious. So what's the best balance here when it comes to being nostalgic or being sentimental? Well, when feelings are expressed through behavior, they typically operate unconsciously outside of our awareness, there was a great article on the, Psych- on the Psychology Today website that was about moving toward emotional balance. And I'm going to continue quoting some of it here. It says, it's kind of similar to a pressure cooker. Pressure cookers are instruments of balance inasmuch much as a lid is needed to keep the contents from spilling all over the place. But a means to release the accumulating pressure also has to be there. If there's no release valve to provide a safe path to expression, what happens? The pressure builds and it builds and it builds up until the vessel can no longer contain it. And what happens? It explodes, causing potentially serious damage. It says that similarly, if we don't provide our emotions a safe path to expression by allowing ourselves to feel them consciously, they're still going to find a way out, even if it's an explosion often through some sort of unhealthy or self-defeating or explosive behavior. It closes with this. It says, although there may be brief periods when the seesaw in life is perfectly balanced, this never lasts long. The vast majority of the time, there's some movement, as the respective ends of the plank are going to move one way up and one way down, sometimes very slightly and subtly. The same is true when it comes to our emotions. It's the exact same thing when it comes to our emotional balance. Even under the best of circumstances, there's going to be movement. Rarely does anyone achieve perfect balance. And when they do, it's not going to last. And that's that's not being uh, negative. It's just being realistic. Now, as the circumstances of our life change, the state of our emotional balance is going to change. The key is to be consciously aware of it and utilize that awareness to take whatever actions will move us back in the direction of being a little bit more balanced, even if not perfectly. Now, if I can take it from here, I really enjoyed that article. Nostalgia and sentimentality can be a huge help with what we just discussed. You see, being nostalgic and being sentimental These things do provide our emotions a safe path to expression by allowing ourselves to feel them consciously. Sentimentality, when positive, feels great, doesn't it? It feels amazing. And that's the reason why. It's it's like letting some pressure and some steam out of the pressure cooker of our lives. So let's be fair and let's see where it takes us. Being sentimental is not bad. Nostalgia is not bad. If I'm anywhere near a pepper tree, I'm immediately on the blacktop at Simi Valley Elementary School by the handball and basketball courts because of the scent of that pepper tree. The scent of a waffle cone is is like walking down Main Street as a kid as I entered Disneyland. Fresh baked bread takes me where I'm walking right past the Agostino's bakery that I would walk by almost every day when I lived in Brooklyn. Music, where do you start? Forget it. (laughs) We all have soundtracks to our lives. There are songs that bring us immediately back to good places, sad places, bad places, wonderful, incredible places. And then there are tangible items like souvenirs, letters, mid-century items that we look at and immediately get transported, tastes of foods, all of these things are wonderful reminders that, you know what, life's not that bad. Life's a good thing, but let's be balanced. We want to appreciate the past, but we're not trying to live there. That's the balance. See, we shouldn't let what we consider the good old days To dominate the rest of our lives or rob us of the good days now that we have, as these are going to become important and special too. We shouldn't live in the past. Why? Living in the past is not usually healthy. Visiting the past is, especially the good past. That's great. And just like most things, I guess balance ultimately is the key. Uh, Maybe I'll put it like this. I love tiramisu. And you do too. If you don't like tiramisu, it's because you've never had tiramisu. Now, I don't eat it all the time. But I do sometimes. And every time I have, it's always been good. I don't think that I've ever had a bad tiramisu, or if there even is such a thing. Now, if I though were to eat like 15 tiramisu desserts every day, I'd have a problem. I'd get sick. It's overdoing it. It's too much. It wouldn't be a treat. This concept that we're talking about when it comes to living in the past really isn't very different. So enjoy nostalgia. Be sentimental, but in healthy amounts, in reasonable doses. Make them a treat in your life rather than a staple. Maybe to close, think of it like this. Our life is kind of like driving a car. We are all hopefully headed somewhere. We should be going somewhere. So when we're driving, we look ahead. It's the safest thing to do. We keep our eyes on the road. It's practical. Now, if we spend most of our time only looking in our rear view mirrors or turning around physically to look behind us while we're driving forward, it's not safe. Of course, we're going to want to check those blind spots from time to time. We need to use those mirrors, but don't stay so glued to them that you don't see where you actually are going, where you're actually headed. That way, we can benefit from and hopefully learn from looking back, looking in our mirrors in life, learning from our past, enjoying our past, the good things. Be nostalgic, but that way, we're also improving our present and giving us a good, good hope for a positive future, too. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you a Spotify playlist to accompany the festivities we have for you this time around. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really proud of myself for, for this one. The name of it, the refresher podcast, this time around is entitled. Are you ready for this? Bang Your Head Sentimental Health Will Drive You Mad. <laughs> you can easily find this playlist on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash bang your head sentimental health will drive you mad playlist. You're going to get a third of the way through typing that and it's going to pop up. You're not going to have to type the whole thing. So what's on this one? Well, we're talking about sentimental things and nostalgic things and so forth. So let's go. Track number one is the Naked Eyes version of the song, Always Something There to Remind Me. You know, I don't often like remakes better than originals, but in this case, I do. I think they did an incredible job on that song. Always Something There to Remind Me by Naked Eyes. Number two is the song Carousels. By Doves. Number three, Sunday by Sonic Youth. Number four, Handbags and Glad Rags, another great updated version of a song by the Stereophonics. Number five, Here and Now by Letters to Cleo. Number six is a song called Brimful of Asha by Corner Shop. It's a very nostalgic song. Uh, I thought I had a pretty impressive record collection until I interviewed Tijinder from this band. I was humbled. His vinyl collection is insane. Number seven, Memorabilia by Soft Cell. Number eight is Sentimental Heart by She and Him. Number nine is I Think of You by Rodriguez. Did you guys ever see the documentary, Searching for Sugar Man? It was about this artist. It's a pretty fascinating story. Again, I Think of You by Rodriguez. And number 10, The Hills of Yesterday by the impossibly great voice that is Scott Walker. You don't know who that is? Listen to the voice on this guy. The Hills of Yesterday by Scott Walker. Really pretty song. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash bang your head. Sentimental health will drive you mad. On behalf of the Refresher Podcast, you are some cool people out there. If you could do me a favor, if you know a couple people that you think might like this, maybe be encouraged by it, maybe uplift them a little bit if 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 they're good people you know not people that are, are are looking to complain or find things wrong with podcasts and they just want to have a good time let them know we exist that would be really helpful because i'm trying to expand this but i'm not like trying to take over the podcast universe i would just like a few more listeners if that's all right now if you would like to also help keep this love fest stay up and running you can make a small monthly contribution All you have to do is just see the support this podcast link under the episode description that gives you the options of contributing either $0.99 a month, $0.99 a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. Now, if you are so inclined, that would be wonderful. Please do. But whatever you do or don't do, I am just happy that you're here. And I hope this little program keeps you company, entertains you, informs you, and most of all, helps you. Thanks for spending some time with me again this time around. You know, while we're talking a podcast, another podcast of note is the Managing Expectations podcast featuring Jeff and Brian. Uh, Go check them out. They're on Spotify, just like me all the other uh, platforms, just like me. Uh, they are the Managing Expectations podcast. It's a good listen. It's nostalgic, but not to a fault because they discuss current things too. Also, there is the 7208 podcast on Spotify. Listen to this. My son Harrison and I tackle pop culture together multi generationally. How fun is that? That is the 7208 podcast on Spotify. And just, just just so you know, Harrison is the reason for the season. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Viafuerte. Well, until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a big favor and remember this. There is a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.